This is Talking Hardcore, the podcast for people who love hardcore history. You study history because it allows us to understand the present and prepare for the future. I'm not trolling. And I love it's, it. I'm, I'm just pointing out where they're wrong. The Talking Hardcore podcast is presented by Ace Industrial Solutions. Are you in need of skilled trade professionals for your next project? Look no further. Specializing in commercial and industrial buildouts, floor coatings and coverings, high-speed concrete polish, floor cleaning, shot blasting, painting, energy efficiency, and pallet racking. With a proven track record of excellence, they have become the industry leader. To find out more, please check the link in the description. This is Talking Hardcore with George and Scott. Uh, we're here today joined with uh, by... We're joined today by author Matt Bella. Say hi, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, folks. You should have said hi, Matt. There was your chance for the lame oh, dad joke. I queued it up. I queued it up. All oh, right. I'm sorry. That's okay. You're watching Talking Hardcore. And uh, today we're going to talk about uh, Hardcore History Episode 14, Macedonian Soap Opera. I'm not saying Macedonian because it sounds dumb. Uh-huh. And, and uh, we're, we're uh, going to give you some of our thoughts, what we found interesting with it. I'm going to get into a little housekeeping before we get started. What? Practice. Stop it. Okay, so October 24th, 10 o'clock. That's this coming Tuesday at 10, At well, depending on when you listen to this, October 24th of 2023 at 10 p.m. We are having a live book club event uh, on the Discord channel. The link's in the description. We're discussing Tom Holland, the historian and author, Tom Holland's PAX, a uh, book about, uh, Matt, why don't you give him a little description about PAX? This is a, a very actually exciting overview of the period of time known as the Pax Romana, and Holland breaks it down very, very coolly um, by the emperors who ruled over it and then into the war and the peace side of things. The period of history has always been fascinating to me, and I think he tells a great story. Yeah, he's he he narrates it well. the The audiobook is what I listen to, and and he reads it himself. So if you're looking for something like that, he's great at that. But otherwise, we're do- anyway, we're doing that event October 24, 2023 uh, on the Discord channel in the link in the description. Please join us. There's also going to be a link in the description to finding the book. It's an affiliate link. So if you actually buy the book from that link, they might actually give us a couple cents, I think. That's nice. It no. wouldn't hurt. No. Yeah. Okay. So you ready to jump into this? I'm ready. All right, Matt. You just re-listened to uh, Macedonian Soap Opera. What are your right. thoughts? I love, and I've always been fascinated with, the legacy of a man whose generals became kings after he died. That's and, fascinating uh, way to think about it. Yeah. I mean, this man was so powerful, and he carved out such a portion of the world, that when he died, his his lieutenants, his, his generals, the people under his command, became kings who ruled legacies for generations and generations of king's history. This is how right. much Alexander the Great affected the world in his lifetime. And it right. was such the, the mess after his death that Dan really focuses on in this episode, the, the power dispute over it. Um, right. I, can comp- I can compare this really quickly. Well, one second, to, Matt, this, one second. Yeah. I, I, I mm-hmm. forgot to do this. Episode 14 of Hardcore History is called Macedonian Soap Opera, and it runs through, just to get everybody up to speed in case you didn't listen to it, 
If you haven't listened to that, go to Dan's website at the link in the description, buy that episode and listen to it because it's awesome. But he goes through basically the fallout in in the ancient world after the death of Alexander the Great. Okay, yep. go ahead, Matt. Back back where you were. I can compare this really quickly to um, an episode of the Lex Friedman podcast where he interviewed a, a uh, an American presidential historian scholar. Uh, uh, hmm. Okay, and they were talking about Lincoln, and 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 the guy said, you know, the problem with Lincoln was the problem, the same thing you see with a lot of powerful men who were great men, but they didn't have a good succession plan. And what yeah. happened after Lincoln was was a lot of bad stuff, you know what I mean? And that's the same thing with Alexander. He had a couple kids, right? You know, some more legitimate mm-hmm. than others, according to who would recognize him, according to who they were born by, by his wives. And then he had his, mm-hmm. you know, like half brother who was considered to be simple. But then he had these people around him who had fought with him, who had earned the power that he had earned himself. And then they felt like claim to that power as well. And there right. was no clear line of succession. He had his friend, perhaps. Love yeah, but we got to get into this first, the clear line of okay. succession, right? Huh. When he's dying, they ask him, who do you leave your empire to? The and he says, the strongest, right? The strongest. He didn't want a line of the succession. Screw him. Point. He's like, I want whoever is whoever deserves it to get it. More like and the answer the is point. nobody deserved all of it because they didn't I get it. I love that perspective. I love that perspective, yeah. George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he, he waited until the last minute and he's like, you know what? This was the plan all along. Mm-hmm. You guys take it. You know, yeah. That's that's an Figure interesting perspective on the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it, so you know, he Dan even spells out like when when one general started garnering too much power, then mm-hmm. the other generals would like you know gang up on him and knock him down right. to size a little bit. I mean, that's that that's the issue though. So it wasn't more like. Uh, but that's what he was going for. He was going for the idea that. If somebody could take it and hold it, then they earned it, and it was theirs. That was Alexander's nobody whole could. philosophy. That was his yeah. whole philosophy about himself. Like he carved out uh, you know, one of the greatest empires the world has ever seen by the strength of his own hand, literally. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty Can dope. I say something really quick that struck me in re-listening to this episode? Please. Is that is that Dan loves Olympias, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he he really likes her. He he did a, he did a whole episode called Thoughts uh, yeah. Glimpses of Olympias. Um, yep. He focuses he focuses on powerful women throughout history, and he said this is the one what is one of them who we know the most about. Look at all the deities uh-huh. I wish we knew more. He talks about her depiction in popular media, and, and Olympias really was gets, Alexander's mother. Yeah, correct. And then he, right. he really gets a spot. He really gets a spotlight in this episode, which I, which I think is cool because well, she was part of the she story. is fascinating. hundred percent. Like glimpses from Olympias is great because you like so you get all that background about her and she. Maybe had her husband killed, Alexander's mm-hmm. father, maybe responsible for his death, maybe. slept with snakes, maybe, yeah. Yeah. right? Like, well, just – I would say, I would say <laughs> yeah. that's more likely. I would say that's more – that's definitely, yeah, I mean, given her – You think it's likely she slept with snakes? Oh, no, religious affiliation. Right, so, it's uh, possible. Philip, Philip and Olympias met at the um, the rites of the Lucius, which was this weird – right ritual that certain people would be indoctrinated into when they're it's kind of like it, okay what's, what's that weird uh grove that, that, that Glenn, they take Glenn, people Glenn, oh yeah the one that rogan's always the rogan's always talking yeah, about with yeah. alex well, jones it was, it was like that it was like oh, you're what? gonna be the next king of this part of the world so we're gonna put you through this kind of ritual 
Um, and oh. they met, it, 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 basically, it prepared you for the astral. It prepared you mm -hmm. for death, you know. And, by, and, and some of the thought is on that is that they, they're doing some psychedelic chemicals. I think there was psilocybin definitely involved in that ritual. Yeah, yep. And it prepared you for mm -hmm. death, and they said that no one can really truly see the world unless they've been through the rights of elusive. Mm -hmm. as, as I believe, um, Philip and Olympias met the rights of Olympias. So they're so tripping balls. They he meets this chick, thinks she's great, marries her, knocks her up, finds out that she's actually really not great because, like, she's like the, like, she's actually strong. hard to be married to, strong woman. But maybe, maybe, maybe not just strong. Maybe a little crazy. She might sleep with snakes and have had him murdered. So I guarantee you, she was good with that. Ah, uh, maybe. She's got the crazy factor. That that helps. Let's move into the uh, the second of Macedon uh, being yes. murdered thing just very quickly. Okay. Yeah. There's two things, just like the death of Alexander, which I really hope we get into before the end of this episode. Of course. There's two things about the death of uh, Philip. Okay. One is that. Olympias was being sidelined, you know, Philip took multiple wives, and he claimed the, the kid of his new wife, and this is going to be my new successor. He, didn't, he had had disputes with Alexander, banished him for a period of time, and then brought him back and had to command his armies and stuff like that, you know. But mm -hmm. then Olympias very much saw herself as being sidelined and her child not being in line to rule, you know, the kingdom. Yeah. So, sure. maybe, so maybe okay. So and then there is the one of his, Philip's guards who was fed to some mule drivers as a sex toy by Philip, and then later assassinated him. Okay, so mm -hmm. uh, that that also happened. Now, did Olympias know about this and use this guy to do that? That maybe. is a very easy, very easy way into his inner circle, and the guy was killed immediately after the assassination. So you could just is... you could just imagine like a fatal attraction thing where she's like she seduces this guy and convinces him to kill him. You know what I mean? Like or just his pride. I mean anybody. Who's, yeah, that uh, too. Sexual... That too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Well, he had a reason. There was motive. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, dude, lots of people had a motive to kill Philip II, right? I think yeah, he was proclaiming himself a god. He wanted big to of himself out there alongside the other gods. Yeah, but that's he... pretty standard. I mean, I if you go back to like, you go back to the ancient world, like declaring yourself a god when you were ruler, like they kind of all did that. I mean, Augustus did that. A bunch of them did that. I think what you're speaking to, George, uh, is something that I really wanted to talk about as well, is that what the actual court of Macedonia looked like at that time, this was kind of like a barbaric kingdom where Philip right. raised it up, um, revolutionized the army, gained some legitimacy in the region, and then uh, was, you know, comporting himself uh, as a contemporary of Greece, which, you know, it was probably right. not considered to be at the time. But mm -hmm. according to contemporary accounts, um, it was a very much a bar The court of Philip was barbarism. It was drunken right. revelries and very nasty things going on. Has anybody seen that... Um, have you guys seen that that old uh, Alexander the Great movie starring Richard Burton? 
I have not. I heard about okay. it, but I have not. I think, I, I think the beginning of that movie shows more of his early life, anyways, as it's depicted there. And it kind of mm. shows more what that court was kind of like. You know mm. what I mean? And so this is Philip raising himself up, and he did an immense amount on his own. Through right. the level of legitimacy of the neighboring Lucian states, and even you know, got, you know, honing his armies so that they could go kick the crap out of all these Greek city states. Absolutely correct. Yeah, that's know. absolutely correct. There's this cool yeah. BBC dramatization of Alexander's early life, which I just threw up in the Discord in correspondence with this recording, and cool. it shows uh, it shows the kind of things that we don't know much about Alexander's early life, but kind of growing up in that environment it illuminates it a little bit. Fun. <laughs> I. I Alexander's life is fascinating, mm. but the the focus of this episode is the the aftermath of his aftermath. death. So let's let's right. jump to his death first, Matt. You wanna? What are your thoughts on his death, and then we'll go into the rest of it. Okay, so my older brother is the one who really got me into history, and I will continually cite him as a person I respect for me being here talking to you today. Okay, mm-hmm. and he he talks about like the things he got it. Him into history was reading about Alexander the Great. And when I was older, I asked, "How did Alexander die?" And he and he he gave me this story. And a few years ago, I asked him for the source of this story, and I think he can't remember where it came from, or I don't remember. But mm-hmm. it, according to him, Alexander was traveling with his army back from India, and they were floating on a ship back down the a river. Okay, and his his head scarf fell off into the river and one of his soldiers swam out and retrieved it and said here you go sir and he put it back on his head and from this infected water he contracted malaria okay Mm. so that is a story okay now let's look at another possible non-assassination theory for the death of alexander this man was a warrior in the truest sense of the word he led his troops from the front Mm -hmm. um uh, um, a lot of wounds yeah, a lot of wounds, and what did they did? What did they do back in that day? They threw up from the outside. One of this, I looked into the out the death of Alexander, and it it could have been bowel perforation. Like it could have been stepped mm. up from the outside. The bowel was still opened a little bit, and some bowel material, you know, some material leaked out. Well, then you get sepsis. Became, became yeah. But yeah, you got sepsis and slowly died. That would be consistent with the conditions that we're seeing around his death. Um. Now let's look at the conspiracy side of it. Alexander was absolutely taking on airs. He wanted to rule Asia. He ruled from Babylon. He comported mm-hmm. himself as a Persian ruler. Mm-hmm. He had his own men, his generals, these men who became kings after he died, bowing and scraping the floor and crawling towards him to kiss his feet when they approached him in the throne room. These are men who had saved his life in battle who had carved out the kingdom that he ruled and he demanded mm-hmm. equal treatment with the Persian culture. This yep. is, you know, this is, yep. if, if you're, if you're someone who fought beside him and you're forced to act like that, you're like, this is too much dude. Like you're calling yourself a God. I have to kiss your feet. I know, I know you, I grew up with you. Yeah. You are more. Yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. Uh, well, both, both sides of it again. Well, the yeah. question is, do you think that was forced upon them, or do you think that they willingly did that because he was such a great leader? I don't know. I mean, no. What? That, the, what? So they them calling so they for him towards the throne? So um, they yeah. worshipped him. Instead I, no, of... no. That, Alexander was forcing his 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 Greek Greeks, Macedonian Macedonian soldiers, who incorporate the culture of Persia into their daily lives, like wearing pants and all this. Kind Basically, of stuff. what what I remember in reading this is that he kind of went Persian yeah, and the Persian tradition was 
even you know you the Persian tradition was the emperor is a god. Okay. And that was not the Macedonian tradition. But once he they took over Persia, you know, he started banging some Persian chicks, <laughs> acting pretty Persian. So then took it, <laughs> he took it to heart. And he and he became he became uh the king of kings. Yeah. Right? Instead of yeah. being the traditional warlord basically of the Macedonians. Set up. Yeah, and I you agree can, with that. I think Matt's right. You could see why the generals would be like, dude, what the hell are you are you talking about? You wouldn't be here without me. Yep. You know? And why wouldn't they kill him? Here's that's another what Matt's factor. Saying. And no, that's what Matt's saying. Factor. Matt's saying. Right. Then why wouldn't they? Yeah. There's another factor. Hephaestion <laughs> died first of the same condition. Mm, okay. I didn't so, know that. Could Hephaestion have been. Considered a successor to Alexander. So somebody were poisoned they, him first, and then were they, were they remove? Were they testing the poison? Were they removing a success, successor first? Were they or his they will? missed? Or they missed and or got Alexander? Yeah. or got yeah. him first, right? They they right. the right. poison went to the wrong guy. Or did Alexander give him malaria? I, I don't. I don't think oh. it was malaria. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was malaria. I, I I've never heard that story anywhere else. That's fascinating. Maybe it's a mm. thing. But who knows? We'll never know. That's why it's fun. Okay, so he dies. Yep. Now we're to the part that happens to coincide with the actual podcast. <laughs> Alexander's dead. Basically, shit hits the fan, right? Matt, the person in possession, the person in possession of Alexander's corpse, is going to be the ruler of his empire, and the person who buries him is seen as their successor according to their, to their tradition. There was a convoy taking Alexander's body, and Ptolemy intercepted this with an army, I believe, and said, yep. mine now, I'm taking it to Egypt, and I'm ruling from Alexandria. Right, and his people ruled in Egypt literally until Cleopatra. Absolutely, absolutely correct. Well, just, just to correct something, um, malaria cannot be passed from one person to another unless uh, a mosquito. organ transplant occurs oh. or a blood transfusion. Right. Transfusion occurs. So he probably didn't give him malaria. That, well, I just wanted to. Right. No, I appreciate that. Possible. So, Matt, the thing that's interesting, right, is there's some argument. Didn't, if I remember correctly, isn't it possible that Ptolemy was related to Alexander? I don't know that, actually. I, I think there might have been I thought, a there. Yeah. I, I thought Dan said something about maybe they were half brothers. Okay. Like, that, okay. like the rumor was that, that Ptolemy was a. A bastard child of Philip or something like that. Wow. Which, if you think about it then, right, that means Cleopatra was literally related to Alexander the Great. 200 years later, banging Caesar. Which is amazing to think about. It is. It's fascinating. It all ties together. It does. So all that chaos, yeah, right, all the chaos that's going on, and you got to imagine what it was like for those people to live through that, right? If the regular, ordinary people living in that empire, yeah, and there's, yeah, it's the most powerful person in the world just died, and everybody's scrabbling for their bit of that power. It's it's right with no succession plan. It's the yeah. most it, it's, it's the the most powerful empire in the world up for grabs. That is right. He called it right a soap opera, like people turning mm-hmm. on people like. People who fought next to each other 
in all these battles that carved this yeah. empire now said, you are my enemy. I will take this. I People having to claim their own achievements instead of being lauded by their peers uh, right. is very much what happens when, when power is grasped for. Right. Well, you can, my, my take on this wasn't necessarily Alexander's death, death when we discussed this previously. Mm-hmm. It was more like, what are the odds that you're going to have a leader one that fights, you know, fights in the front of the line, survives. Uh, two can lead all of these other great men, you know, in battle. And three, when he got the keys to the car, he actually knew how to drive it. You know what I mean? Like, what are the odds? Right. Yeah. He was exceptional. Point. Because he had two really exceptional parents, the chances of him being exceptional are higher. Maybe. No, I mean, it's just genetics, right? And that doesn't mean it's a guarantee. But it is higher. So, so at this point, people weren't really interested in carving out more empires. They're interested in like retaining the power that they had. Alexander mm-hmm. had designated some of his generals to be the um, the satraps, the governors of some of these various provinces, like Bactria, which is Afghanistan nowadays. And they're uh, like, okay, yeah, there, you're right, Scott. There is no more Alexander after Alexander. No one took up the the flame and said, we are going to continue this campaign as Alexander wished. They're like, right. you know what? We, I'm, I'm already governor of this province. This is my my territory now, and I will be king of this territory, and so will my mm-hmm. children after me. There was no more further conquest. It was very much settling down into the power that had been established. <clears throat> right. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's just a fascinating point of history because imagine that imagine something similar happening now. There's not one person that could die that would cause this much chaos. And that's because we built our systems to try to avoid that because we got to see these examples. So I, here I, I, we, yeah. we have a constitution that lays know, out. Right. A, but there wouldn't be anything like this because they don't have the power. Well, but uh, within their own. Country. Yeah, but it wouldn't be. It, yeah. Small scale. I'm talking about like this for the whole world. Like, even if 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 the leader of China, Xi Jinping, dies, it wouldn't erupt in chaos all over the world. No, he, they were, his successor would just be chosen. Well, no, they'd be backstabbing each other like crazy to be the successor, and it would be bloody in China, but not like warlord bloody. It would be like tens of tens of hundreds of people maybe dying, not millions. Yeah. I mean, here you had whole armies going to war. Yeah. Which has happened. A bunch of times, look at my times brothers have fought brothers when the king died. Mm-hmm. All the time, right? Charlemagne, uh, all through history. So part of what the beauty of, of modern liberal democracies bring is stability. The One of the biggest things is stability and succession. Yeah. And that's because they saw all this for all these centuries and like, we can't let this happen. M- more people die that way than almost any other way. Well, look at Rome. Power and very relevant, which we're seeing a lot of Roman. That's what I was just about in. to say, Matt. Right, right on, man. Exactly. Yeah, and Pax, you go through it and you're like, shit, man. It's like every few years, even though it was a Pax Romana, right? They were still fighting each other yep. to be the ruler. Civil wars. They mm-hmm. have civil wars over who's going to be the ruler, yeah. like who's going to be the next emperor. And that's how they ended up with an empire in the first place. Yep. You know, Caesar, Pompey, Crassus, just fighting tooth and nail. And eventually, Caesar comes out on top. And then you get Augustus and all that. I mean, it's just the 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 
the peaceful transfer of power is one of the best things about our modern society. Absolutely. And most people take it for granted they because do. they don't until, study history. Yeah, until we see something like January the 6th and we see what can happen mm-hmm. when the peaceful transfer of power. Or they can just look at some banana republic in, in South America or something, you know, where people are right. themselves. Yeah, and it's not that far off in America if you want to go it there. It could, it could be very easily back there, man. Yeah, we we saw how how close we are to achieving something like that. I th- I think I think out of everyone in the succession of Alexander Ptolemy was obviously the the winner. Um, he yeah. took Alexander's body back to Alexandria, and and he probably had the most successful reign um, reign after that. Now I believe there was some people, some of the generals, who's had some dynasties that were close, maybe or at least one or two of them. That's the Lucid Empire, yeah. Right, yeah, right, they did, right. They did pretty good. Yeah. Right, like, it, so it, they were around for quite a while, still their descendants. Yeah, and that's, and then we're, we're, we're digging up, um, we're digging up um, evidence of the integration between East and West in those empires nowadays. We're finding, like, right. okay, so, okay, so this general of Alexander ruled over this part of like you know western asia and and then for a while the people of the west greece and macedonia saw this as a new place to colonize or were invited to go there or incited to go there right you know and Mm -hmm. said hey come come here and do this it was opportunity right and then they went and built you know cities towns and houses and mm-hmm. we're just now we're finding like Roman architecture in 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 eastern in Western Asia that is a product right. of this inter- integration, and the yep. aftermath of Alexander's death and those empires. Exactly. <laughs> Back to Wrath of the Khans and Genghis Khan, right? What he talks about yeah. at the beginning, the benefits of these arsonists, historical arsonists, not anything they meant to be, but there are benefits in the long run. Yeah. It's just there you have are. a lot of death in the short term. I think that's an important point is because one thing that Dan talks about is like, okay, was Alexander trying – and did he have this – and this is portrayed in popular media too, like um, mm-hmm. like uh, the movie Alexander um, starring Colin Farrell, which I, I – I, Dan doesn't like it. I dig it for certain things and, you know, other things not so much. Um, it's a very accurate depiction of the Battle of Galgamela, the second, what would be the second Battle of Galgamela, um, which they don't specify in the movie. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, is, is that, was out in that, in that movie, they depict Alexander as having this great vision of integrating East and West. Dan is more of the side of, was he just a bloody conqueror? And absolutely, yes, he was a bloody conqueror who was out to, forge an empire based on his own glory and his right. his, his notions of um, aspiring to the legacy of Achilles and, and right. things like that. And and so it, that is an arsonist. That is somebody who just goes out and forces the world for their own name, and then these things mm-hmm. happen afterwards, sort of accidentally, but sort of beneficially as well. Yeah. Well, and to, to expand on that, you know, Dan doesn't like that, like, like that aspect where, or that don't he, what he's trying to say is don't give him credit for that. Yeah, but because they that that well, wasn't like the goal. Said earlier in the podcast though, mm-hmm. when you know if Alexander was uh, Persianized, mm-hmm. you know that was that influence, you know, led into the rest of the well, rest of his campaign. Well, and then the biggest and influence himself. was the Hellenization yeah. of Asia, right. adding that he, Greek feel. He, he did mm-hmm. want his. He did 
you know, I'm not going to call it ask. I'm not going to call it order, but I, I, you know, they're his soldiers and and lieutenants and some of his higher ranking officers did in, intermarry with yep. the Persian people, and that's because he wanted to integrate these empires. Call it that what you will for peace, because you know that's how that's yeah. how you do it. You go conquer a place, you marry the princess, and now everybody's peaceful because the rule has been established. He's trying to yeah. do that all the way down the chain of command. And, right. you know, also also because he need, he needed a bigger army to continue his campaign. Sure. For sure. So one of the things then that I was just thinking about, though, is who the longest reign of of one particular family. That's a good one. I, okay. I think. I, I th- yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, you Scott's getting himself a drink. Go ahead, Matt. I I I read something somewhere where a descendant of Genghis Khan like lived way further than you might think so, and that like a little semblance of his empire um, lasted, you know, well into not exactly the modern age, but way beyond where you'd think it would have been. And, and yeah, that that's like, a good you know, one. Bad, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but not William the Conqueror, one. good, right? Not no, not well, not William the Conqueror, good one. Calling back right, to your like own that's episode. I can't, I can't think of one besides that. I mean, and there must be probably before we were writing shit down, maybe. That like the Assyrians the were rulers for so long, right? You go right. back to how long the Assyrians were dominating the Middle East. There might have been gener, there might have been a a millennia or two of one family, or Egypt. There might have been. They're contained within their own region, Assyrians, Egyptians, right? right? Um, Alexander's legacy, maybe Ptolemy was related to him. His, mm-hmm. you know, his 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 kings, his generals who became kings, mm-hmm. did rule his whole empire, which was vast for many, many, many generations. And, right. And, and as you and as you say, all the way, the Ptolemaic uh, dynasty lasted for hundreds of years up until Cleopatra, when it was taken mm-hmm. down, when she was taken down by August by Octavius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just interesting to think about, like, because that's how amazing the freaking William the Conqueror's conquering was, though, because there's still, there's still super rich family, kind of in charge in England, like a little bit, right? Not really in charge, but like, nominally, the the royalty, that's a thousand years. That's a thousand years. I don't know English, but I don't understand. They did pretty well. Right. That doesn't make sense, though. Right. What's the purpose of the royal family? Yeah, it's tradition. And, you know, I used to make fun of it. Like, okay, why do we still have to have a king and queen? You guys are being ridiculous. Yeah. But then now I see as I get older, this young people tendency to just want to throw out everything that's old, burn it down because they can do better. Sure. In America especially, we don't have that you know, super long tradition that we point to that, that everybody has in common. Yeah. But the country hasn't even, but isn't that even old? Right. I know. And that, and that, and that's a benefit to that. And there's a drawback, but I mean, it is a good idea to have stuff that everybody agrees on. And and we did have that, but we don't have it anymore. We had that with George Washington. We had that stuff. But that's that's been torn down. So okay. what do we all agree on anymore? Would you say we had that during Abraham Lincoln? What do you mean? During the time of Abraham Lincoln, you mean? Like there was 
Everybody liked George Washington. Yeah, but not everybody had the same values under Abraham. A hundred percent. How about Jefferson? Did I say Jefferson? No, no, no. You miss what I'm saying. I think I didn't speak well. I just believe that for the country to do better, for any country to do better, okay, there is a there is something to it that they have something that everybody agrees. This is good. This yeah. is what we do. And this is what makes us us. Sure. Okay. And in America, it can't be a, an ethnicity. We don't have that, which is good. There's a, a lot of benefits to that, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be the founding myth, right? It's supposed to be the Constitution. And that, if we could get back to that, I think it would be good for America. But because you need that, you need that, that makes everything you. Otherwise, you have. So if we get back to the podcast, like, what was it? What was it for the Macedonians, right? What was it for Alexander? It was conquering. It was just being the toughest. Which historically, very good point. Bring back your original point to the strongest. Like who right. deserves? Who rules? Who is smart enough, um, if you want to call it that, to right. you know to take on this empire? It's the person who is strong enough to have made it in the first place. Right. And that and that historically has been the most common thing, right? It has. So it has, yeah. the idea of nation states kind of can help you get around that, hey, whoever's strongest leads, because you're you're creating this common identity. Yeah. And there's good and bad about nation states, right? But but one of the good things is is you can have this common identity that is not resulted on conquering. It's not resulted on you benefiting you, yourself over the the Very other good people. Point. Very good Thank point. It's the just... distinction between um, the strongest ruling and reason ruling is the basis of the United States Constitution with our checks and balances. Like, right. Absolutely. Because they saw – the founders grew up in a time in the Enlightenment where they were studying all of this ancient history. They were. They were, it, they were they, studying they, Rome. They were studying absolutely. Greece. They were studying yep. Alexander. Yep. They were yes, looking they were. at – all of this and going, okay, let's build a system that tries to protect against all of these bad things and limit the ability of ambitious men to do harm, right? That was the idea of the Constitution. Yep, but not all ambitious men. No, the point is, though, yes, no, but the point is to limit their ability because in general, you will end – the people who are ambitious and are willing to do harm are more likely to end up in power. Just by the very nature of humans, like that, that, that can happen. Now, can you get somebody who's like an Abraham Lincoln? Sure. Yes. But those guys are not everyday guys. For sure. So the system is supposed to work so well. The system works by protecting, limiting the power of the ambitious, knowing that they're going to be corrupted. So we limit their power, and the system basically is made to function well with incompetence or bad leaders, which I think you could argue is pretty accurate. Think about how many presidents that you would say were actually great presidents. Few and far between, that's why they're remembered. Right. Right. Like, think about it. Really think about it. How many presidents would you look back and be like, man, that guy nailed it? Yeah. Maybe 10. Maybe. Right, maybe ten. Maybe ten. We've got we're on forty some. Yeah. Right? Maybe ten. And that's and yet 
we're still America. We're still here. Yeah. Right. Think about other countries. Right. If they had that level of incompetence, would they still have been a country historically? Right. Would you still be a country if your leaders, if you had that bad of a run of leaders? No. No, you'd be gone. Well, your yeah, neighbors would have conquered you. Maybe. Maybe. You know, Dan calls that the roll of the iron dice. I mean, you don't right. know what you're getting. Right. And Sometimes usually you what happens is yeah. you get those down periods where you get conquered. Sure. But we have down periods here, too. But we don't get conquered. You're right. And we also don't have down periods for, you know, 60 years. Because you get a four or eight year term. Yeah, because you have four or eight year terms. Yeah. yeah. That's the beauty of the system. Yeah. And I that, think the that, system is robust enough that we can get back to it. Anyway, go ahead, Matt. What are you going to say? Yeah, there's been two things here. One is that Alexander did sort of have a, have a succession plan established when he was assigning these generals to their territories. You are the right. governor of Bactria. You are the governor of this of Egypt. And so, like, hey, look, you are a great person. You feel that you might be equal to me. You are a contender for my throne. Here's something to keep you occupied and placated. Okay, yeah. and then when he when he died, they they did take these territories, you know. Like so, mm -hmm. in his lifetime, he was satiating these people with their portion of power. Exactly. Um, but but after Sharing they the died, spoils. They, right after they died, they did dispute because it was still the reign of one man. And, and he then, knew that was going to happen. Right, because it, it because at that time you were a king and your children succeed your empire as ruler. There didn't need to be a ruler as we saw it split up and it did kind of okay for a while. These people hadn't fought for themselves, you know, but they were fighting right. for that one position. It's like fighting over President of the United States when they could be fighting over Western America and, you know, Eastern America. Like it just, right. just have your have your portion of power. The mm -hmm. the succession of kings by bloodline is a major problem and it's something we've definitely got away from in America to our great mm -hmm. benefit. Yeah, for sure. Well, would England be the way England is today if it wasn't for America? Well, no, they had already started taking the power away from the king. Yep, into the parliament, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that happened before America, and that, that's kind of interesting. Do you but... think that that social revolution would have would have gone through? It's it's a That's a what-if that we could never know, because imagine – say imagine there was no Revolutionary War – Maybe the people here, the founders, influenced England even more if they were a part of the Commonwealth. Possibly. Maybe Thomas Jefferson and, and John Adams and James Monroe, maybe they end up influencing the world even more. But we weren't. We're Who knows? That That's the point. I don't know. We were just subjects. No, but my point is there were people in Parliament that were pushing. To for the colonist side, right? Sure. And what if there was an agreement reached to let them actually be represented and actually be citizens? Uh, who knows? There could it could be. That's, that's the thing. That's the thing. American representation in British Parliament. Like, what would that mm -hmm. have looked like? You know what I mean? Right. Would that have settled everything down? That's something that's coming up very contemporarily in the mm -hmm. news lately. And if uh, people in the outlying regions of a place that is currently in conflict have been allowed representation, you know, there's that's what the, I'm going to bring this back though without getting too touchy. Sure. Romans Romans knew this. Okay, they brought the Gauls into the Senate. Like they 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 knew. Yep. Okay, you are now. They, yeah, they we rule you. Yep. But you are part of our governmental system, 
So you right. have representation, and now you feel equal. There, therefore, there is no need for conflict. They like, were that citizens. That was smart. They were smart. That they was, were yeah, citizens of the Roman Empire. Yeah. Well, look at how Absolutely. many wars they fought over citizenship before they were the empire, right? Because the Roman citizens did not. You can take that if you need to. The Roman citizens. No, that was by a war. Gotcha. Yeah, that's okay. The Roman yeah, citizens did not want to share their citizenship with the other Italian cities. Yep. And so they fought right. a, a whole civil war about that with the other Roman yeah. city, or the other Italian cities. Yeah. But then once they were and the then, empire, it was, hey, if you're in the Roman Empire, you're a citizen. Now, I want to back it, up it, a little. It's the hardest thing to give up is that little bit of power and voice in your own call it mm-hmm. a democratic system. But it is the most smart in the long run. You can't subjugation of a people will always turn out the same way, like rebellion. Right. Like it's always going to happen. If you right. include them and, and make yourselves equal, at least in name, you know, the Romans right. put clauses in yeah, when, when they exactly. incorporated some of those territories, they put clauses in there, they're like, Hey, you didn't read mm-hmm. the fine print, you don't get to vote on things. Right. But right. if you if you include them in a system and, and what did Alexander do? Did he include? He was equalizing no. east and west, you know. Yeah. But and who knows? Breaking, he didn't rule long enough to really know what it would have looked like. No, exactly, exactly. You know? and so we just saw the power struggle, the same old thing happening mm-hmm. again. Yeah, and then he dies, and that's what happens when you don't have, when you don't have a system like ours. When yeah. You don't have that Correct. robust. Shit is the fan, and millions of people die. Well, yeah, you have to have a plan and you have to have everybody who's involved in that plan on board with the plan. And a lot of times that fails even when they have a plan. Like, what was it? I think it was Charlemagne or was it his kid No, that he left it to they left it to his three sons. Look at how many times that's happened. Right. And in in European history, they left the kingdom. They split up the kingdom to the three sons or the two sons. And then what happens? They go to war because I want to be I want to run the whole thing. You know, yeah, Yeah, it's just the way it is. All right. But we should probably wrap this up. It's getting late. You anything that any final thoughts? Well, one that was fun. You know, I know we touched base on this and I know we're going to talk about PAX soon anyway. But it's interesting since since we brought the Romans into this, mm-hmm. it's interesting to to understand that the reason why we have issues uh, in Israel and Palestine now is because of the Romans. Maybe there was issues there before that, though. Yeah, but not like this. Yeah, well, not I don't know. I mean, they were constantly somebody was always conquering Jerusalem. Yeah, Somebody's always conquering everywhere in that whole region, in all of the regions, they, right? They talked about. I mean, yeah, Pax, that's, that was one of the most interesting things of that right, book. The siege of Jerusalem was uh, oh, very, oh my fascinating. God. Yeah, that hit, that and hit and me. And that's, yeah. when, they, that's yeah. when they instituted the state of Palestine, right. the country of Palestine. Right, but we'll get we'll get to that when we yeah, do the know, book club. Know, that's going to be actually, what an interesting time to talk about that because it does, that's what's so crazy is that region now is still playing out stuff that's been going on for 2,000, 3,000 years. Straight up. Everything's so old there. You know? They still remember the so history. Old. They're that's living the it out day, day by day. Well, that's, in, in the know. Ghost of the Offspring uh, mm-hmm. trivia, or, or when we were talking about that, we were talking about the Russians and the Germans uh, yeah. very much remembering the history of 70 years ago and the people in the Middle yeah. East right now are remembering remembering and acting out 
the history of thousands of years ago. Yeah, it just makes it so much harder to get past it. Yep. Okay, Matt, thanks for joining us. L- let me ask you one. Okay, we're gonna do. I like to finish with this. Matt, what are you listening to or reading now? Well, I um, started reading that history of the step people that Dan was referring to with his guest. Right. And it is encyclopedic and fantastic. Um, but I also started reading that other um, book called The Face of Battle, which is very interesting. It's the breakdown of what ancient warfare was like. So that that was cool. cool. And then, and then for, for the book club like. up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. And then for the book club, I've been reading PAX, which I recommend everyone get into. It's fun. Hi, right, Scott. I'm PAX. reading PAX as well. I've been enjoying that. I finished it. It's great. And then I also started the first 10 minutes of uh, Ghosts of the Asteroids Part 3, so I can start writing the trivia right questions. On, I, I'm cool. gonna I'm gonna kick Matt's ass. <laughs> I am I am I am uh, concerned going up against do not, you, George. Do yeah, not absolutely. do not be concerned. Do not be concerned. Yeah. We'll see. So uh, I I just listened to the fourth episode of the Rest is History new new series on Baghdad. Matt, yeah. Scott, yeah, it's it, yeah. so fascinating. I haven't listened to it, dude. I, they're, the nice thing, I okay. What is great about the rest of history is they're forty-five minutes. Yeah, they're a nice little easy. You got a forty-five minute drive, you can finish a whole episode, right? And I love Dan's long form stuff. Don't get me wrong, I am not complaining yeah. about that. But hardcore yeah, yeah, history yeah. is, I mean, the rest of history is nice. Yeah, yeah. I just the yeah, Baghdad so what, series so what, is fascinating because yeah. he starts. Before Baghdad was ever formed, and gives you a couple hundred year history about that area and that region. Before they even so the whole first episode doesn't even talk about Baghdad, no. and it's about uh-huh. Baghdad. And uh-huh. right now the fourth one they just finished with a you know Arabian Nights and all that stuff. It's, yeah, I've that. learned I so I much I did not know. So, so what George is referring to is the um, the podcast, The Rest of History, done by historian Tom Holland, and they're doing a several episode series about Baghdad, which I've been very much wanting, looking forward to getting into, but I've been stuck on the news and then doing my homework right. for the book club. So that's right. next on my list. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a, a. You know what, Matt? What I find for me, what works good is to change it up. So when I was listening yeah, to PAX, yeah. it would start to mm-hmm. get a little too much. Uh-huh. So then I would. I would go flip over and listen to the Baghdad stuff and let go of the news for a while or get off Twitter for a while and listen, listen to something else. You know, it helps, it helps me keep it fresh and keep it interesting. It's it's changing it around a little bit, you know? All right. But thank you everybody for watching Matt. Thanks for joining us. This was great. Um, We'll uh, see you on Tuesday for the book club. Remember people, the, the uh, October 24th, uh, 10 p.m. in the Discord channel at the link in the description. Even if you just read a little bit of PAX, come on and talk about it. You know, we might not even get through the whole book. It's going to be a fun discussion. We're going to make it into an episode of the podcast. Even yeah. if you just like know about that Roman, that part of Roman history, uh, right. it, you can join. Yeah, it, you're in the discussion. So right, you don't just have come to and have the book. Right. Yep. If if you love history, if you love Roman history, or if you're thinking about reading PAX, it might be a good way to come on and hear it. And then you, you know? get some idea what the book's about. Yeah, it's fun. All right, I hope to see everybody there. And uh, you have a good night. Thanks for watching. Cheers. Peace.